Being a woman is tough. Women of Excellence with Janae Hill encourages, equips, and empowers women with real solutions to real issues. From business to family, to health and relationships, work-life balance. If women face it, we address it with heart, humor, and a hands-on approach. Women of Excellence, where laughter meets tough love as we do life together. You are destined for greatness. However, you are settling for good when there are great things waiting for you. Hi, I'm Janae, and I am a speaker, an author, and most importantly, a wife, a mom, a lover of Jesus, and a gal who has been through lots of changes, both personally and professionally. And that is why on this season of Women of Excellence, we are walking through my book, Diary of an Unbroken Heart, Simple Keys to Complex Change. Now, I have had people ask me, the title of your book is Unbroken. What does that mean? Well, you see, my heart was broken. It was broken due to many things that happened in my life, some things that happened to me, and some things that I maybe brought on myself. And by the grace of God and a whole lot of intentionality, I am no longer broken. I truly am complete and whole. And there were lots of steps that I took to get here. Now, let me just tell you, I am not saying I am perfect and that I don't ever struggle, but I am simply saying that the brokenness that I experienced years ago, I am no longer walking in. Thank you, Lord. And that is why I'm able to sit in this seat and share with you just some practical, tactical tips for being your personal best in life. In the last session, I shared how we have to get comfortably uncomfortable if we want to make changes in our lives. I have never, never, never known anyone, including myself, who made changes in their comfort zone. For instance, if you want to have more friends, you're going to have to get out there and meet more people. It may be a little uncomfortable. If you want to be in better health, you're probably going to have to change some things about your diet or your exercise that's going to be a little bit uncomfortable. If you want to be married and you're currently single, you're probably going to kiss a lot of frogs in order to find your prince. All of those things that make you comfortably uncomfortable. Well, this week we are talking about a very crucial key to change, and that is getting rid of our stinking thinking. I often say, be careful what you say to yourself because you are listening. For instance, There was a time in my life years ago, my husband and I 
we were walking through a very tough season financially. My husband and I are both entrepreneurs. And as entrepreneurs, um, we often experience highs and lows financially. It is truly can be feast or famine. And there was a season in our lives when my husband was really in a dry spell and he was working lots of odd jobs. We didn't share that with a lot of different people. Um, It was something we kind of kept close to the vest during that season of our lives. But when people would ask us how we're doing, I would think, what do they know? Do they know that we're having a rough time financially? Um, We would maybe go out to dinner with people and they'd say, let me get it. And I would say, are are they doing that because they feel bad for us? Well, all of those thoughts in my head had nothing to do with the other person. It had everything to do with my own internal self-doubts. And that is where I came up with the phrase inside doubt. It is where we are thinking things, feeling things on the inside, and they project to the outside through a doubt, through questioning. Today, I'm going to help you identify some ways to see if maybe you have some inside doubts. And then secondly, give you some tools for addressing those inside doubts. Now, as I'm speaking, I want you to think about an area of your life that you are perhaps a little bit self-conscious of. Um, So we are a blended family. We've got three girls from my husband's first marriage and then a, a son together. And there was a time early on in our marriage where we were all struggling to feel like a family unit. We were finding our way and we were at a football game and one of our daughters left to go to the restroom. And while she was gone, my son did something funny and I took a picture of us with my son. I posted it on Facebook and I found out later that that really hurt our daughter's feelings. She felt like I waited to take the picture until she wasn't there because she wasn't a part of our family. And that wasn't the case at all. But perhaps she had her own inside doubts, just like we all did about our family unit at that time. Think about something you're self-conscious about, something maybe you're not 100% sure about, an area that you struggle in, write that down. My current struggle, I'm just going to lay it all out there. And um, as I am aging, I do have a little bit of hair loss. I don't think you can see it, but now that I'm pointing it out, you can really see it on this side. But I'm self-conscious of that. And so when people say, hey, today your hair looks great, I'm thinking, well, maybe yesterday they noticed my hair loss. 
guys, this is a completely ridiculous thing, completely ridiculous thought. But that is how we often operate. And so one of the ways that you can identify an inside doubt is when you have an irrational thought about a rational question or comment. Clearly, thinking someone even notices this little bit of hair loss, it really is ridiculous. And when I think about my friends who have undergone chemo and completely lost their hair, I think about how vain this is, or um, people who struggle with even growing hair. This is completely vain. It's ridiculous. I know that. So please don't judge me. But it's just an area that I have a little bit of doubt, a little bit of insecurity in. And then I manifest that by having irrational thoughts to people's rational questions or comments. Maybe there is um, something that one of your children are going through and no one else really knows. So when someone says, how are your kids doing? You're like, do they know? Do they maybe know what's going on? And so what is an area that you've got irrational thoughts to a rational question or comment? That's one identifier of inside doubts. A second one might be, If something makes you prickly, if something just gets under your skin and it was just an innocent comment, going back to our blended family, um, there were times when people would say, friends of mine, early on in our marriage, they would say, I bet you're the best mom. And it made me prickly. Well, the reason it made me prickly is because. I was learning as a stepmom and I had made a lot of mistakes. And so as they said that, instead of receiving that, I got a little prickly, a little defensive and found myself justifying my actions or thoughts, behaviors. What is an area that makes you prickly? Because I'm guessing that if you get prickly, there's a little insecurity that needs to be dealt with. And I'm going to tell you how to do that in a moment. The third thing, the third way that we can identify an insecurity and inside doubt is if maybe we find ourselves questioning something in our heads or we're replaying it over and over in our minds. Chances are there is a fear or insecurity related to that that needs to be examined. I've just given you three ways to identify if you have an inside doubt. Inside doubt is another way of saying a fear or an insecurity that you have inside that you project outside. But now that you've identified them, What can you do with them? One of the things that I have found is that when I have a healthy mind, I'm going to have healthy actions. And so truly, we are changed. We are renewed by the transforming of our mind. And so that means that if we want to change our behaviors, we have to change our thinking. 
So if you have identified that you have a fear or insecurity, call it out. Now, this may sound like the duh factor, but common sense is not always common practice. Let's go back to the story I used about when I was feeling insecure um, about my job as a stepmom and how I was doing. I wanted to pretend that I had it all figured out and that it was all good. Well, if I admit that I don't, I felt like that was going to make me weak. But one day I told my husband, I said, hey, I don't know what I'm doing as a stepmom. And I feel like what I'm doing is not really working as effectively as it could be. And I felt ugly even acknowledging that. But when we confess our sins, our insecurities, our struggle, then the Lord can start to heal them. And how does he do that? Well, one of the ways he's done it in my life is by putting people around me that can help me walk through that. With my husband, I I then said, can you give me some things that maybe you've seen where I'm not the best stepmom I could be? And he gave me great feedback. For instance, I was all rules and regulations as a stepmom. Instead of getting to know them and what do they like, what do they don't like, and loving them first and leading them later. And by confessing that to a safe and trusted person, I was able to work on that fear and insecurity. Another thing that you can do is to try to peel back the layers. What is the root of this fear or insecurity with my stepdaughters? As I peeled back the layer and I looked at the root of my fear and insecurity, which, by the way, manifested itself in control. I felt out of control with them. And so I would overly control situations. It was awful. Girls, I'm still sorry to this day, even though we've worked through it. Not my proudest moments. Um, But if I look back at those roots of that fear or insecurity, it was basically a desire to be accepted, a fear of rejection. And so after I identified that, I even admitted that to my husband. Again, it felt gross. It felt yucky. But once I got it out, it lost its power. And the third thing that I would say for dealing with inside doubts is to ask the Lord to heal you. Now, some of you may be thinking, Janae, I don't even know the Lord or like he's a God, but he's way up there. Hey, I get it. There was a time that that was my relationship with God, too. But what I have found is that when I confess them to the Lord and to another person and then start praying about them, the Lord heals them 
And that's not just me saying that based on my own experience. He actually says that in James. James 5.16, confess your sins one to another, pray for each other so that you may be healed. And so as I began to confess those areas of insecurity, those areas of fear to my husband and one other trusted friend, and then began to pray through them, Lord, help me. Lord, I want to be strong in this area. It's amazing how the Lord began to change me. It was not an overnight process. It wasn't a magic bullet of I prayed and those insecurities were gone. But it was a part of the process. Now, when people ask me how things are with our family, I can proudly and confidently and truthfully say they are great. And if someone says, hey, Were you ever controlling as a stepmom? Yes, I was. And I can laugh about it. Not because I'm proud of those moments, but because by the grace of God and a lot of great people around me, that's not who I am today. Fear and insecurity often comes when we focus on what was. Things that happened in the past, and it may even be things from our childhood. What was? Fear and insecurity also can come when we focus on the future, future tripping. What if? What if my stepdaughters don't like me? What if we never have a great relationship? But when we are focusing on what was or what if, We are not walking in what is. And so the last thing I would say, if you want to get rid of some insecurities, some inside doubts, walk in the truth. Many times our truth is not the truth. With my husband, um, one of the ways that I started walking in the truth walking in what is, is that as situations would happen, I would say, here's how I'm seeing it and experiencing it. Am I accurate on this? And he would say, no, you are way off. Here's what happened. And he would recount facts that I had left out because in my head, I had skipped to the bad parts. And that is what we do. And so walking in what is, Um, I mentioned that we are both entrepreneurs, my husband and I, and there were so many times when I left corporate America and I went out on my own as an entrepreneur, I had no clue what I was doing, but to the outside world, I had to really pretend it's that fake it till you make it. Um, And I was so afraid of what if I fail? that future tripping. And so I didn't always walk in what is. Well, what is, what I found to be true often in those situations is I was continuing to get business deals. I was bringing in paychecks, maybe not big paychecks initially, but the truth was it was working out. 
And the other truth was, if I lost a deal, I've never gone hungry. And so by focusing on what is, what is the truth instead of what was or what if, I am really able to do more to impact the situation. Today, we talked about stinking thinking, those insecurities, those fears that really will limit us in being our best. And we talked about how to identify them, what makes you prickly, what provokes an irrational response to a rational question or comment. What are those areas that you overthink, overplay in your head? And then tips to deal with them. Number one, confess them. Confess them to that spouse. Secondly, peel back the layer. This is uncomfortable. Talk about getting comfortably uncomfortable. Peel back those layers and see what is the real root, the real heart issue going on. And then thirdly, Pray and ask the Lord to help you with that issue. I realize that these may be simple keys, but they are not easy keys. And so if you find yourself beating yourself up or overthinking things, that's an inside doubt, by the way, then I just want to encourage you that is a normal part of the change process. Change is hard. Change takes courage. It takes commitment. It also takes community, having uppers around you. That was from a previous session. And I believe the most crucial thing that for me change takes is Christ. Um, And so maybe you're exploring a relationship with Christ. And that's okay. And if you're fully committed to Christ, but maybe for the first time looking at some areas of your life, Congratulations. I just want to remind you that you are not in this alone. We are all in this together. And so if you are getting some nuggets that are helping you, I'm guessing that those nuggets would help others. And so share this, share this podcast, share this video. And I'd love to hear what's resonating with you. Tag me at Real Janae Hill. And I can't wait to see what happens as you continue to walk into your personal best. If you like what you're hearing, please share this with a friend and follow me at Real Janae Hill on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube.